This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer with the PSA. On the podcast this week... Government grants, um, any assistance that the government needs to do, the unit at the time that was dealing with that particular part of it in service was uh, less than 100 staff. They had calls that blew out to 70,000 calls coming into service New South Wales a day from on average up to then it been about 10,000. We take a look at the increased reliance of Service New South Wales and the impact it is having on the workforce there. The pandemic has put a lot of strain on various government agencies and a classic example of the workload increase with a direct effect on almost every citizen in New South Wales has been the reliance the New South Wales government have placed on service New South Wales. Our members who work in this sector are responsible from everything pandemic related, including QR code check-ins, but also registration requirements and licensing on top of their additional tasks. So today we speak to Industrial Officer Simon Van Veckel about how this increase in reliance is affecting our members and their colleagues. Hi, Simon Van Beckel. I'm the Industrial Officer here at the PSA for Service New South Wales. Certainly with regards to workloads, as Service New South Wales has developed, it's becoming the government's go-to for pretty much everything. And particularly what we've seen in respect of the uh, bushfire disasters and now subsequently the uh, COVID pandemic, It's our members in service New South Wales that are actually at the real forefront of any service delivery to the community. So obviously not the front responders as like, you know, your RFS or or that, but certainly when it comes to government grants, um, any assistance that the government needs to do, accessing any of those type of services, Um, It's Service New South Wales that delivers those to the community. To put that into context, we just recently had the Minister making an apology to the state with regards to um, service for business and the access to businesses across New South Wales to getting access to the grants and the other types of support um, that those programs deliver. These can be implemented really rapidly and the unit at the time that was dealing with that particular part of it in service was uh, less than 100 staff. That They had calls that blew out to, I think, at one peak, 70,000 calls coming into service New South Wales a day from, on average, up to then, had been about 10,000. Now, obviously, those had been sort of, that workload got, spread out to um, other parts of the contact centres to carry that calls, which was, you know, members were certainly and delegates coming back to the PSA saying, look, we really need, you know, some relief um, here because we are just getting, getting slammed. And that led to, I think, an additional 300 staff um, as a result, um, all temporary agency hire, unfortunately, have been, Um, put on a response to that and I think overall with um, the bushfire between the bushfires and ensuing pandemic approximately about 2,000 additional staff in the last year and a half have been put on to service New South Wales probably taking it from roughly about a ordinary staffing of about 3,000 to about 5,000 to accommodate for that 
So it certainly has had um, an impact on our members' workloads. Quite often when you're being contacted and, you know, you've had COVID test and you're being contacted and told that you're positive, it's actually through Service New South Wales. Mm. And, of course, it's our members that are, you know, providing that sort of initial emotional support to those people in that situation. And Simon, with uh, the the increase in workload um, and the stresses that it's putting on top of our membership, I know that there is a, a talk of an amalgamation with the proof of vaccination certificates being amalgamated into the service New South Wales platforms. Will that have an effect on our members at all as well in, the, in terms of yeah, workload? Because it'll be more work. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, with, with all of this, so with the, you know, so for everything that you think that goes through to it, so whether it's the uh, members on the phone through the contact centres or it's our uh, members on the um, customer service desks um, in the service centres or our members on the back end doing all the IT work to set up the systems, when changes such as just even introducing that everybody was going to use the Service New South Wales app for the QR code and all of that, um, the, you know, it does create, you know, a significant amount of work. And again, the certainly the model is going forward is, you know, Service New South Wales, and I guess it's somewhat a testimony to the success of it, um, but it's becoming pretty much the single point of, um, state government service delivery for so um, the Department of Customer Service, which um, Service New South Wales sits into, um, they've just gone through in the last um, couple of years what they call the Customer Engagement Integration, uh, the CEI, and that's gone through every part of the businesses that come under that agency to review what can come out of um, being that. So large chunks of revenue, for example, um, that used to sort of process sort of fines and issues around that um, were identified and have been moved out of revenue and brought across into service New South Wales. I don't think you'll ever see a point where there's probably going to be less work, hopefully, as the um, pandemic starts to substantially wind down or the impacts of it, and we go back to some form of pre-COVID normal, some of the additional work that's been created with that will hopefully ease off. There's no doubt there's been an over-reliance on Service New South Wales as a wing of the executive to sort of deal with a lot of the administrative problems that have that the mm. pandemic has presented the people of New South Wales. I just want to know, has there been much consultation with um, the customer service and the ministers there and Service New South Wales, our members? I'd say the consultation the PSA has with the departments relatively good because as you raise at the executive level, you get the feeling that no service never quite comes out and says it that um, they too can be just as much caught on the hop um, with major announcements and then suddenly the thought process of, well, how is that going to actually be put into place uh, comes what um, comes somewhat um, after that. Consultation can always be be better. As I say, I get the feeling that there's points where basically decisions are being made at that executive level of government, and you know, then it sort of you know, I don't think they're too far from either getting a 15 minute old. Oh, by the way, you're going to hear this on the news, <laughs> or on 
um, Gladys's eleven o'clock briefing when she was ha- saying those, so brace, brace yourself. Yeah. Um, and and again, sort of that sort of I think what you've seen around with like um, service for business and particularly those sort of grants and that you know the minister might very well you know make an announcement that something's happening or you know things like the what was it the dine and discover um, voucher because you know again that was you know a significant level of work which you know program again completely you know required people to go through service New South Wales to um, access and get that um, benefit Absolutely. Well, Simon, just to, in summation, uh, is there anything you want to tell uh, members who are listening today who work in Service New South Wales that you'd like them to know that the union are working on specifically for them? We're very aware that our members in Service New South Wales are very much frontline, and particularly in the service centres, you know, have still been have still been required to present and be at work in the offices there, and still at the call centres. Uh, so obviously their safety um, and well-being at this time is one of our key issues that uh, the PSA has been working with the delegates. On the bigger scheme of things, we have been working with departments, finally started to look at flexibility um, programs. So uh, because of the nature of the work um, that our members do in Service New South Wales, they don't enjoy a lot of the flexibilities that other public sector employ- uh, employees do. So we're very much hoping that once the pandemic um, response starts to recede, that we could look to getting things such as a you know a nine day fortnight, so that people can have that one day off in the fortnight, um, like a lot of other public sector employees can enjoy, and other flexibility options. And of course, we've been delayed in being able to have our ordinary ward negotiations, which we haven't had since two thousand and eighteen. And while obviously the government wages policy does put um, some real limits on what we can do, there's still a number of things that we think we can improve in the award that doesn't push up too much against that wages um, barrier there that'll get sort of better improvements for our members working in service New South Wales. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week.